Hi, this is Panar Sehan, Demirda of Kubrick. We are putting the full power of generative AI into the hands of the world's most visionary filmmakers and content creators. Join us today at the Edge of AI, where we put the full power of the latest AI trends and resources into the hands of you, the listeners. Keep listening. Hello, AI podcast passengers. Jump on in. Here's what's to come on today's journey. Find out how filmmakers can now use AI to seamlessly transform 2D assets into near 3D wonders with a single button press. Why Kubrick formed a partnership with Disguise, known for their blockbuster films like Joker and Top Gun Maverick, and why our guest believes that the future museum of AI won't even have AI as the most important exhibit. All this and more, take your seat. Welcome aboard the Edge of AI podcast. Snap into your safety belt and prepare to explore the depths of the rapidly expanding AI universe. Each episode is a dispatch featuring hyper-relevant reports from the pilots, pioneers, and passengers aboard the AI rocket ship. We explore the latest use cases and developments in AI, hear from experts building tech and learn how this disruptive force is transforming industries and society. Welcome aboard. I'm Ron Levy, your captain for today's voyage. Just like most of you, I've embraced the spirit of exploration throughout my life, from starting my own business before graduating high school to traversing the world's most challenging terrains. I've always sought out new frontiers. I built one of the largest award-winning custom home companies, and most recently, I've navigated complex regulations while founding and leading a public company that is dedicated to applying technology and training. Let's tackle uncharted territories in AI with curiosity as our guiding star. Buckle up and get ready. So today's episode features Panar Sehan Deberdog. He's the co-founder of Kubrick. Panar is a tech designer with a remarkable track record at IKEA, Airbnb, and Google, contributing many achievements such as pioneering creative face tracking technology in 2011 and orchestrating the uh, world's inaugural XR catwalk in 2016. She played a pivotal role in creating infinite patterns that was later gifted to the world by Google. It is a generative AI tool for everyone to be able to make art. Her impact extends to having an IKEA collection named after her, as she earned the International Edita Prize, uh, holding the prestigious title of Link LinkedIn's top generative AI instructor, Panar willingly shares her techno technological expertise at Harvard, Google, I.O., and various uh, other events, including South by Southwest. 2020 marked another milestone by debuting AI VFX for films, followed by the production of the world's first generative AI commercial in 2021. Kubrick re redefines creativity for filmmakers, animators, and game designers. Their AI innovations streamline concept to camera. I'll say that again, concept to camera, revolutionizing film and image production and making advanced technology accessible to unleash your creative vision. Today, we delve into her remarkable journey exploring the intersection of creativity, technology, and the future of AI to welcome a new era of seamless storytelling and boundless imagination with Kubrick. Panar, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you, such a pleasure. 
Really looking forward to this. You've been on the cutting edge of leveraging AI since 2018. Can you paint a picture of where the present moment lives in the history of the technology? Yeah. <laughs> um, the dad and the mom hasn't even met yet. I'm not even talking about the baby being born. I'm talking about the fetus of a baby hasn't even become a sparkle in mother's eye. That's how early we are. It's just, it's, it's truly fantastic. If some of your credits go back over 10 years, I, I, I get that they may not direct be directly AI, but you've been on the precursor and watching of this for a very long time. So how has the role of generative AI expanded for specifically making films and games? How has that expanded over the last, say, five years? Um, well, actually, the, the very answer is that it expanded. Basically, it was nothing. Generative AI, uh, it, I remember in 2017, we couldn't even, like the only things that we could make were tiny, I would say 100 pixels to 100 pixels faces. Like if, if you can see my hand, like uh, I would say one third of your index finger. That was the size of images that we could make when I started with generative AI. And then we would blow them up, but they would still look terrible. Um, when I was in generative AI, there was no text to image. It could be input image turning into something else. Um, absolutely only recently it has started being used in gaming. So I would say when I started, it was zero and now it's uh, one. It's, uh, it's that, that, uh, analogous snowball, right? The snowball effect, um, that, that's been going on and, and uh, those of us been watching it been incredible, but you're really at the cutting edge of it. So that's why I think a lot of this conversation about where it is and where it's going, um, you, you sit in a very unique seat for all that. So, you know, but, but with that Kubrick, right, what inspired it and how has the mission evolved for Kubrick? Yeah, I always say that I accidentally became a software developer. Uh, I'm a creative, I'm an artist and um, in, in love with another creative, me and my life partner, Gary. Uh, we uh, met while waiting in the line for movies and then I moved to the United States to be with him. His background is in film and my background is in generative AI, all types of creative technologies, but uh, I, I've been really obsessed with generative AI since 2017. So I moved here in the midst of COVID. It was 2019, like November, and I did not stop talking about generative AI to him. I was completely obsessed, like, as I said, it was like maybe 2019, like images were more like 500 pixels to 500 pixels. We could make some form of meaning uh, still, but it was very like artistic and I would say weird and wild, not controllable and under no circumstance, having the realism and accuracy and control we can exercise over pictures and uh, motion pictures today. Uh, so uh, with my nonstop uh, desire to pursue generative AI uh, into implementing into movies, into reality that we perceive around us. I convinced Gary to stop uh, the work he was doing. He was a uh, creative director in a renowned advertising agency. So he stopped what he was doing and we together formed the world's first uh, generative AI um, production company. So it first started with something that we know, which is to be in the service industry. Obviously, when you're in the product industry, 
it's something else. Software running a software company is like um, like a galaxy different than running a creative service agency. So we first started servicing brands and uh, film studios and directors in trying to convince them to use generative AI in their productions. Like, please understand that 2020, in the middle of COVID, we started. So 2020, this is way before GPT, way before Midjourney or none of that. So we were knocking on the doors of every advertising agency we know. And we're like, here's this thing. Back then, the word generative AI was not pronounced. Uh, I would say we generative AI, that word landed in the collective consciousness when uh, a stability AI received $100 million. And that was around uh, a year or two after. Uh, so back then, we were calling it machine learning art, AI art, or neural network art. And um, of, as you can understand, it was so novel and so weird and so uncontrollable. It was very artistic. So every time we were telling people, like, this is so new, you can make art with machines, you know, it's so different. Please believe in us, like, take this, buy this, let us make something. It's so novel. The more we were saying that, the more, like, I think we were seen as, like, weirdos, which is fine, you know, no mind. Uh, but it was, it was hard. It was really hard for us. Uh, and it was the time when NFT took off. Of course, like it was the year of NFTs and uh, and uh, metaverse, and we have a spiritual advisor. Like I'm like, but generative AI is so I'm I find it so interesting. Like people don't pay really attention, and I've been always saying, your time will come. Be patient, Panar. Have trust. Be patient. Your time will come. And uh, we convinced uh, one brand, Beko, uh, Europe's largest appliance manufacturer. They were also the main sponsor of uh, FC Barcelona soccer team. And uh, we convinced their CMO. I said, Did not, nobody has ever done any advertising movies, let alone any movie, any video with AI. I want to be the first director, producer, whatever, of something like meaningful storytelling with AI. Please let me be. And she's like, let's do it. And she trusted, I, I can't reveal the budget, but like a very healthy budget for a commercial to us. And we get to make the world's first generative AI commercial in 2021. It was amazing. It was, it's an absolute, sorry, 2020. What am I saying? 2020, December, it was greenlit and it was out 2021, March. Again, all this is way before mid journeys or whatever's and uh, chat GPTs. It, it was really, uh, it was really innovative what we did. So that's my story of working, uh, initiating a company that did storytelling and productions with generative AI. But it became, especially 2021, when the technology caught up and things were becoming more and more malleable and controllable, that uh, Gary and I, we had this burning desire to make something technologically proficient. Not only use technologies that were already there, but make something to, because at the end of the day, you needed to be a nerd or you needed to hire nerds to be able to access this tech. Like under no circumstance, your brother or your uncle or whatever could make use of that. So we were like, why don't we want to make something for everybody to have access or like professionals to have access. So we we walked around, I would say, a, a healthy three months with searching for something. And we were like, even including praying, taking long walks. We're like, what can we do? What can we do? We didn't know. But then the answer came to us while we were visiting a virtual production stage for the first time. For those uh, listening uh, that do not know what virtual production is, 
they, uh, they're basically gigantic LED walls that were popularized with Mandalorian Star Wars TV show in um, 2019. Uh, in short, a replacement for green screens as backgrounds in Hollywood and all types of budgets uh, in film production. So we were visiting a virtual production stage and we heard how much they complained about the cost of creating backgrounds because as you can understand, for those that can see my hand, but basically when an actor is walking left, the background needs to move left, right? If not, it looks like a still uh, cardboard, which is not credible. So that's why for virtual production stages, for each environment, when an actor is moving left, you need to design a game uh, in Unreal Engine, a game that is in real time rendered with wherever you are moving your camera, either in the Z axis or in the left and right axis or up and down axis. So in this way, when an actor moves left, the environment moves left since the LED hardware doesn't move, the content of the hardware moves. And that's why we're talking about like a, an episodic or a motion picture having a healthy, maybe 60 environments in it. And if you have to design a game engine environment per uh, scene, then uh, per scene costs like a healthy budget movie, like a good movie, quality movie, per environment, it can cost you $150,000. And when you multiply it by 100 or by 60, then your production budget is extremely inflated. So our friends were telling us, yeah, this technology is so cutting edge and it's so future and it's so quality, but the more the quality rises in Hollywood, the more the uh, price to get to quality content rises too. And we were like, but who's putting our tech, which is this weirdo generative AI, into your tech, into hardware? Because generative AI enables you to uh, like lower the cost of curiosity and have access to quality way, uh, way uh, quicker uh, while keeping the integrity of craftsmanship. And uh, they're like, yeah, nobody is doing that. And we were like, why don't we put some tinker a tool together Hire a developer. I, think, um, I mean, you know, your journey has been amazing, and I and I get the combination of you and your partner and the two expertise you brought in, and, mm -hmm. and the idea that you come from a service uh, background. Um, I think that's really helpful as well, because someone ultimately has to use this thing, whether it's the service for hire or not. So I think that's been great. And as you're describing the backgrounds, you know, we we know those big screens, and we know the cost of them; they're very substantial. So if you don't have your own and you need to book one, you know, those budgets go, go through the roof. And I think Kubrick is, is really, man, a market segment that's fantastic. And I think one of the things that Kubrick does that I saw anyway is the tracking. Can you talk about that a little bit? Uh, Kubrick, uh, yes, I'm sorry. Apparently uh, I was too long in my uh, explanation of the genesis well, no, we of Kubrick. Lost it. it was really informative, so it went very well. Yeah, Kubrick, in short, streamlines the production of quality environments, be it for Hollywood, be it for bedroom directors, be it for uh, generative AI explorers. And how does it do? It does it by offering four proprietary image generation engines, quick segmentation. What is segmentation? It's your ability to turn a two-dimensional image into different layers. It's your ability to cut and separate a still image into different layers. Uh, that are independent than each other. And Kubrick also offers, in order to do that, it has two different segmentation models, depth-based and shape uh, object-based. It has in-painting, it has out-painting, 
And on top of that, it also has welcomed uh, depth, uh, depth maps. Uh, so Kubrick, uh, by the way, does not support camera tracking, but uh, our uh, partners that we are accumulating in time support camera tracking. For example, Disguise. We have announced our partnership with Disguise. Disguise is a media server that has been used in Joker, Bullet Train, Top Gun, Maverick. It's an industry-loved uh, media server. Media servers are basically transistors between your content and the LED stage. So they have camera tracking. Kubrick doesn't have camera tracking yet. So what we have done with, yeah, with our partnership with Disguise, we enable this magic future uh, where you understand that a two-dimensional image absolutely does not have any depth. Like you can't go in the z-axis. It doesn't move, it's just a still. But a three-dimensional environment, you can move this way, this way, z-axis, y, x, you can move in any way because it's a, like a replica of a, of a dimensionalized uh, reality. So what we allowed with our partnership with Disguise is that you have your two-dimensional image that you segment into two and a half D, into uh, layered versions of a two-dimensional image, and you push a button in Kubrick, and all these layers open as three-dimensional realities in disguise. We call it near 3D. And it is ready to film. Like, um, you have your 2D layers. You have questions about blockchain? Like, how big of a block can you chain without throwing out your back? Or if you receive that chain letter, how did you block it? And does blockchain taste better, barbecued or deep fried? <laughs> Luckily, you don't have to ponder these quandaries alone anymore because Blockchain Training Alliance is here to answer them and also train you in real world blockchain issues that will impact your business's bottom line and oriented future forward along the ley lines of the most important tech humanity has perfected since harnessing atomic energy. If you're into those sorts of things, Blockchain Training Alliance is a top leader in the field, counting among its clients IBM, Microsoft, Disney, Morgan Stanley, and many more, and offering a wide array of technical and non-technical courses. Whether you're a computer neophyte training for an incredible career in this new space, or a coding expert honing your skills, Blockchain Training Alliance will help you steer your ship home safely, filled with treasure. <laughs> Arg. So hurry and sign up for the Blockchain Training Alliance course that best fits your needs at blockchaintrainingalliance.com. Use discount code EDGEOF for 50% off and start your next block today. It's a bit like, you know, imagine Photoshop, but you push a button and all of a sudden uh, it's layered uh, in a technology that can track your camera. Everything is 3D. All you have to do is to set your light. It, it's really hard. It, it's just amazing. And I know you're obviously, you know, intimately familiar, obviously, but... To those of us on the outside looking at it, it, it it's like sci-fi. It's kind of amazing that you are enabling people to create, let's just call it art, um, of, of all kinds with this. Can you talk a little bit about any unique product projects that you've done or your tech has done or anything like that that uh, you know has catalyzed it? I can I cannot. We signed NDAs. I, I cannot. Yeah. But it's definitely, it's, what, what I can tell, the, the stuff that is outside of the NDA scope, obviously, it's currently being used by a lot of AI artists. Uh, one of them is uh, John Finger, my absolute favorite AI director. If you're not following him, all you guys have to, um, girls have to go follow him. Uh, he's been using Kubrick a lot in making things that we didn't know it was possible with our tool. He puts these little stories out there. 
uh, in a distant galaxy, in a distant planet. He has these future vlogs um, that are uh, that have been trending on TikTok. So those are real use cases, which is which is pretty fantastic. And a lot of this, uh, you know, hopefully the listeners will be able to. Uh, link to and see some of the examples uh, that are on, on your website, which we'll get to later, or access so, so they can look at it because it's it's pretty amazing and and the the pace in which you're developing that enables artists to use this, I, I think is is pretty incredible. Um, and that you know that brought us to to the partnership. You mentioned disguise. Talk to us a little bit bit about I'll use the term plug in. It may be not totally accurate, but partnership with, with other technologies and what what has been enabled due to the nucleus being super uh, you want me to talk about uh, only disguise or upcoming no nope. and, and any tools you've got uh, yeah I can only talk about uh, things that we announced so disguise I can currently uh, only able to reveal what we have accomplished with disguise uh, like I explained earlier uh, our partnership enabled the filmmakers and um, and, and uh, live uh, live show operators, live show content creators. What's a live show like? Disguise is used in all the Taylor Swift shows, or uh, disguise uh, runs all the uh, Las Vegas Fair. So, in order for these gigantic shows to be produced, you need content, correct? And creation of content can be and is expensive, especially it is of quality. And what is expensive? Of course, human hours are expensive, but human tedious hours are as expensive as human creative hours. And at Kubrick, we believe that um, no matter what your budget, no matter what your uh, story, you need to get access to quality. And we allow you to do that by us taking the burden of the tedious parts of the quality workflow and enabling you to only fly with your imagination. That's why, uh, like we sit around, like literally, we sit around and constantly iterate on the content creative process. Since we are content creators by nature, those that develop this tool, we know exactly what parts are tedious, like repetitive, robotic and which parts uh, belong to the unique spark of humanity. And I believe that will be also one of the biggest challenges in the age of AI is that we have mingled, the, we have mingled too much our ingenuity of creativity, like the glory of being a human being, too much with like being a robot. I think we have learned to mistake ourselves for too long to be like mindless robots, go to work, do this thing, execute. Even like the creative process, uh, especially with advertising, have been too robotic, data-driven, devoid of soul. Like um, your brand comes and then you have the brand guidelines. Your, your brand requires magenta. Everything needs to look magenta. He, she needs to say these particular words. It's like, a, I would say, like sort of cookie cut sort of creativity. And... Our motto in the spirit There's a certain soul lacking from things, and you're preaching to the choir on this. I think it's absolutely true. People are people don't value their gut feeling opinions anymore, and sometimes they can't afford to put value on them, and they go by the script. And I think that that's a you know it's a really big deal. And I think being able to correct that, I'll call it, or pass 
course correct a little bit is very important. Yeah, our our tool is, uh, I would say, the uh, I, what is the English word for that? Uh, antidote. Our tool is definitely the antidote to that mentality. Our tool is made for those that would be that would do anything to achieve their dream. That's why our motto is uh, Indian spirit, epic in vision. Be it, uh, be it you're a bedroom director that's lacking funds, but do anything for quality. Or if you're even Francis Ford Coppola, the, one of the greatest directors ever lived, the director of uh, Godfather, currently financing his own film, running around in New York, refusing to get uh, money from uh, a big studio. Yeah, because <clears throat> that's how you kill your creativity, right? You get a boss that doesn't really know your art. So it's, we've seen it happen all too many times. Let's talk about rotoscoping a little bit. So how does utilizing AI rotoscoping and then impainting techniques transform uh, the imported images into layered scenes work? Because it's kind of amazing. What what advantages does, does that approach offer? Yeah, it's, it all comes to understanding the difference between human and a machine. In, like we're talking about these technology, like the future of technology, whatnot. But the biggest challenge that we will be facing will be who can remember the glory of humanity in the age of AI. In the age of AI, like Kubrick is, there will be many tools like Kubrick. There are many tools like Kubrick that enable you to create quality with just like a touch of a button. But what will make you stand out from the crowd or from the mass or from the mediocre is your capacity to dream big, is your capacity to be Indian spirit and epic in vision. So I, I can go on and on about the technical qualities about in-painting and rotoscoping, but in short, there will be AI tools that... And now a brief interlude from today's show so you can get ready to wave your magic wand with Cast Magic. Our team saved a ton of time and money using Cast Magic for our show, and the potential use cases are boundless for any company creating content. Imagine turning a single recording into a goldmine of engagement for any type of show, webinar, or other type of audio and or video content, whether it's short or long. With Cast Magic, you can save over 20 hours a week. No more tedious transcribing or brainstorming social media posts. Cast Magic does it all, generating show notes, summaries, blog posts, and even newsletters in minutes. Think of it as your content alchemist, transforming every audio or video into a treasure trove of valuable content. Want to experience the magic? Get a seven-day trial on us by going to bit.ly forward slash castmagicreferral and join Cast Magic's vibrant Slack community of over a thousand innovators. Don't just create, cast your magic with Cast Magic. Well minimize the time for robotic tasks but unless you remember who you are and unless you dare to be authentic none of these tools have any meaning because ai since it is generative the generative ai we're talking about will constantly put the same output and unless you have patience unless you have craftsmanship unless you have vision unless you have the i will do anything for the quality of my work None of the tools that Kubrick or any other tool gives you have any meaning because you and your outcomes will be mediocre. So, well put. I, I, I concur completely. Um, you know, we just had a big big strike for, for uh, you know, filmmakers, animators, and game developers are all kind of tied to it at mm -hmm. some level or another. 
how does your software, um, any impact on your software and the strike post strike? Uh, sure. Well, in short, Kubrick is a background tool, right? Let's make let's make it very like a uh, linear. Kubrick is a background making tool. You know who loves our tool so much? Actors. Why? Because the like when you make a nice background and it's used on a virtual production stage, you can see in front of what you are acting. Our tool has absolutely nothing to do with acting. And also, uh, there are some writers and concept designers that started using Kubrick too, because it's also a concepting tool that helps you hold the vision longer in your head. So our tool, it's like comparing giraffes with apples. Just because we have the word AI, it doesn't mean that we are linked with uh, strikes. Um, as as you can understand, like the, the, like the cooking process, that involves forks and knives and fire and going to shopping and a chef. Filmmaking is the same. That involves several different joints that come together and make a body. Our part of the body, our part of the joint is the furthest away to the strike uh, joint in the body. So the Kubrick is kind of an all-in-one studio where, where there's sort of image generation and one-click select. Um, different tools that you'll, you'll get to find in things like Photoshop, or I even argue the entire Adobe suite. And I, does that sum it up pretty accurately? Uh, in the future, yeah. Right yeah. now it's a creative playground uh, that has, I would say five, six main features. But yeah, the more we expand, the more uh, we will be enabling more exciting tools to our platform. And with that in mind, tell us more about the the concept to camera feature. Uh, actually, concept to camera is, um, you know, when you look at a woman, you never say that she's beautiful because she has a nice nose or she's beautiful because she has, I don't know, large shoulders. She's beautiful because she's uh, middle sized. You never say these things. You look at a woman and you say she radiates beautiful energy as a holistically. So concept to camera is actually the holistic future of Kubrick. All the little futures that we uh, smartly put together make you go from concept to camera in minutes. Another really big statement. And how, how do you envision the, the uh, collaboration with Disguise, you know, revolutionizing content creation in general? Um, yeah, so there's a lot of hype, uh, rightfully so and attention over virtual production stages in Hollywood and everywhere in the world. Uh, why? Because when you are acting in front of green screen, you don't know what you're doing. And then uh, actors get like, it's called green spill. Like if ever you have a hair like this, it all gets green. And it has several other uh, negative, um, unfortunately, uh, uh, negative effects on film production. So, uh, if, if like for example also if you are uh, if you would like to film in the streets of new york uh it's basically impossible for a small to medium budget film to stop fifth avenue uh, you will never get that permit and it will take you like a year to get the permit and whatnot it's like a whole crew to fly in. it's just basically impossible and when working on a virtual production stage set in one day, you can have Alaska and you can snap your fingers and it can be Hawaii. So it's absolutely amazing. But what makes the relationship of Kubrick and this guy's 
uh, truly a game changer is because uh, like uh, all the statements that I have uh, made in the beginning of our conversation, just because something is quality, it doesn't mean that it's affordable. Never. Sometimes it's, but sometimes it's not. Like sun is quality and it's free, but it's not the same with uh, content production tools when it comes to quality. Kubrick lets you access to quality at a friction of a cost for background creation, environment, environment creation. And we are doing that without sacrificing cinematic quality, but by minimizing the repetitive parts of the production workflow. So if you're cutting costs, what are you cutting? Like you have to cut something, right? If you're cutting costs, if you either cut from time, you cut from quality, you cut from production time. What Kubrick does is to cut from production time the repetitive parts of the, uh, the boring and repetitive and tedious parts of the production time. So I know we touched on this a little bit earlier, but you know, we, we certainly talked about the technology, but we also we also are curious about the social implications um, mm -hmm. of AI. So in your opinion, how can we ensure that AI is developed with a human-centric approach, prioritizing ethical considerations and the well-being of individuals? You touched on it earlier, but maybe you can go a little deeper. Yeah, so crazy. It's actually uh, the very month that I was introduced to AI by Google is the very month I was introduced to consciousness, what consciousness is, subconsciousness, uh, unconscious, um, by the teachings of Carl Jung. I have a teacher since five years that is teaching me how to uh, turn my fears, uh, transcend my fears into my courage, like things that I'm courageous of. So there's only one way you can word it in any way you want. You can use more complicated or more simple uh, sentences. But in order for us to develop AI ethically, we first have to know ourselves. The ground basic truth of human existence, which is know thyself. Humans model machines after themselves. Any machine, any machine. Like if we are modeling, even like when you look at the deepest, um, deep, learning, uh, machine learning models, they all mimic human intelligence. But I know that we have so far put so much attention in intelligence, but we have not put any value in human consciousness. Even like in the scientific circles, like I live next to Harvard in Cambridge in the United States. When I first moved here in 2020, I went to listen to a, a Harvard scientist mock consciousness. It, it was really a it was really it was really a hard moment for me to sit in a room filled with 200 Harvard students, mock and laugh a scientist that entertains the thought of consciousness. It was a crazy experience. So how are we going to just individuality should be completely celebrated? And I think that's what you're referring to. And it sounds like it's not only not being celebrated, it's going the other way. Yeah, individual. What I'm what I'm suggesting is way above and beyond individuality. I'm talking about wisdom. I'm talking about the ability to understand the meaning of words, the the secret meaning behind the words. Meaning, like a couple that constantly say "I love you" at the end of every phone call, but all they want to do is to be with somebody or kill them or sort of how much how much distaste and constant. Uh, like hatred that they have in their household. Like right now, our way of 
thinking is that we have to put measures to limit companies for ethical AI, but I'm proposing another worldview. I'm proposing reminding all of us of our glory and what it means to be human, the basic human principles, what it means to be the higher principles of humanity, what it means to be a glorious and free being. I'm here to remind everyone uh, of their own glory, glory so they can remember their true nature and develop tools to serve to their true nature. What I'm inviting for all of us to contemplate is that if ever we need to design a worldview where we have to limit ourselves and companies in case we destroy each other, do we really, does that mean that, have we ever, that means that have we ever stopped and asked ourselves who we are? Are we, like, do, did we come to a world where we believe that we are destructive, negative, terrible, criminal beings that need to be stopped? Is that who we believe being a human being means? It's, you know, it's really interesting because, you know, our, our subject is tech, but the tech is so powerful now that it crosses over into in the, the conversation you, you, we're just having now and consciousness and defining things that maybe we didn't need to before. And I know, I know you talked at the IO Festival um, and it, it resonates with these conversations with other guests as well. We had Claire Silver, Mimo Action and Charles Lindsay making similar comments on AI consciousness. So Hello again, AI Explorers. Thank you for staying with us on this rocket ship. Your thoughts matter to us, so share what you enjoy most about Edge of AI and what you crave more of on our socials at edgeof underscore AI. Your insights shape our content and guest choices, so thank you for being with us today. On to the next segment. I would suggest there's some responsibility within the industry, those of you that are working in the industry and developing, that you're taking serious. And uh, that kind of, I'll call it collaboration, is really important. Do you have any comments on that with you and the others involved? Yeah, I would like to correct something. None of us yeah. have talked about AI consciousness. All of these people talk about human consciousness and AI. All of these people warn about warn about the implications of a future where AI is developed without humans awakening to their conscious awareness. What I would the the ground truth basically is how can we be in war with our spouse or how can we be angry to our boss and how can we hate our brother and complain about a world where AI is being developed uh, negatively uh, impacting human nature? How can we say anything to other people unless we heal things in our life? There, There is uh, rampant research about how much the happiness of one person affecting thousands of people. What I'm getting at is that since humans are developing technology at such a rapid pace, and since uh, with the possibilities of exponential technologies, we will, be, we will be tested severely as humanity. It will be a last turning point if we choose freedom or we choose slavery because everything will be made so easy for us. It will be like, why don't you let me rule you and you just consume, you breathe, you uh, put things out, you produce, 
but I own you and I make everything so easy for you. And I control you. I control your self-driving automatic car. I control the entrance of your home. I control all your communication interactions with your parents. But if ever you talk bad about me, I not only let you not enter your home, but also stop your car and avoid you going, uh, avoid any possibility of you visiting your mother. That is a potential worldview governed uh, with AI in the hands of unconscious people. Whereas there's another worldview where we start learning from nature with nature, where we remember that we are conscious, loving beings that is here in this world to learn and transcend their limited belief systems. And we use AI to, uh, to, uh, to transcend like repetitive, robotic, uninteresting parts of our workflow. And we have a healthy relationship with our tools only to serve us and our uh, rise in, uh, in our uh, behavior as species. We will be tested, all of us. You will be tested, I will be tested, all of us will be tested, are being tested. And I believe that test will only last like very limited time, like a window of five years. And this test is very invisible. Nobody will knock on your door and be like, which side do you choose? Side up or down? I don't want to say left and right as I, my words don't, I don't want them to be misunderstood. But currently with every single decision that you're being subject to, you're being tested to choose fear or love when it comes to AI. And whatever choice that you're making will be contributing not only to your future as a slave of a government that uses AI as your chain, or a reality where you are a free individual making your own reality. Panar, what you just said is so powerful and it's so accurate. And you know, it takes me into the educational side. So, you know, to really understand that you have to have a certain level of, of AI literacy to really understand the comments that you just said, because it is a choice and it's a choice by the individual, but it's a choice by the masses as well. Um, and it, it's kind of fascinating the way it's going to roll out. And I don't disagree that the next five years are really key because this snowball is growing very, very quickly. So if we reflect on all these conversations we've had, what, what key message or insight about the intersection of AI and human-centric ethics would you like our audience to take away from this discussion? Um, in one word, know thyself. How do you know thyself? Uh, be curious about what subconsciousness means. Be curious about what consciousness, conscious awareness means. Be curious about how the memories between our childhood, uh, between zero and our childhood, 16, make up our data set, which is our subconsciousness, which is like an information folder that constantly plays there. For example, my family, uh, we were upper middle class and we had very rich neighbors. Uh, and we weren't that rich. We were like comfortable. And I grew up, my mom constantly telling me that other people are rich. And that subconsciously coded me that I am poor. I, we were, thank God, we were not poor. We were, I could afford anything I want. We could go to vacation. We had cars. We were not poor, but we were not like 1% rich. But that coded, I believed that I was poor. And that is the reason why I became an artist. I had a collection under my name. In all IKEAs in the world, I achieved 
uh, unmeasurable great success, but I really had really serious trouble about money. I was like a starving poor artist, in short, until I started working with a teacher that showed me that, Pinar, you can never have a healthy relationship with your money because you believe you are poor, because your mom told you so when you were a kid. So this is a very simple example of how even a sentence creates an entire a degenerate emotion and thought patterns in you that affects all the single decisions that you make in the future. Like if ever somebody uh, tells you, can you go there? Can you come with me to a vacation? No, sorry, I'm poor. Instead, a wealthy mindset thinks like, yeah, I would love to. Let me see what I can do to uh, create that money. You know, it's free. Yeah, sure. I'll come with you. Any vacation. Just name it. Yeah, let me see. I can make something, sell it, and then I'll come with you. So it's the same way. Like if ever right now in relation to AI, we have a belief system that AI is superior because probably our parents told us that our neighbors are superior. Other nations are superior. Our uh, brother is superior. Richer people are superior. Uh, Economic uh, value is superior. So first and foremost, we have to stop putting AI on a pedestal. We have to start putting ourselves, our ingenuity, our human glory, our freedom, our love on a pedestal. Amen. I think that's that's a really good way to close out that conversation, which I think was critically important. I want to lighten it up just a little bit. Um, to to sort of the current, I'll call it. What projects or initiatives are you personally excited about in the realm of AI and how do you see them contributing positively to the realm of AI and and maybe even touch points of the conversation we just had? Uh, Yeah, what really excites me is what people make with AI. Uh, For me, like uh, being excited with AI sounds like, ooh, are you excited to use a fork or a knife? I don't know. I don't care. You know, I don't really care. Like more than, of course, Kubrick is our tool, but more than Kubrick, what excites me is what people make with Kubrick. So there are several AI artists, incredibly talented AI artists, filmmakers around me that are using AI and that are making really outstanding creations by using these latest technologies. One of them, I told his name earlier, John Finger. Another one is called Trillo. Uh, uh, in uh, Twitter I love to follow Julie Design Uh, she's making really magnificent dreamy worlds uh, by using AI Uh, other people Tom likes robots that I love to follow as well it's it's infinite I have a whole list of I don't have many followers in Twitter because I'm not very active but if you follow me and if you want to look at who I follow I really follow the best of the best of AI creatives if you want to look at my likes or what my what I follow, if you want to enter in this world of uh, generative AI creativity, please follow all the artists that I'm following. They're making amazing things. NFTLA returns as an inclusive week of community events throughout LA, celebrating the outer edge of innovation. Builders be building. There's so much energy colliding around gaming, AI, generative art, the metaverse, decentralized social, and the future of entertainment. If you want to be in the mix, including the official free NFTLA celebration, visit OuterEdge.Live to subscribe for your updates in RSVP. Fantastic. Well, we're going to jump into the next segment, which is AI Wants to Know. And Mm -hmm. AI is curious, and so are we. So these are 10 quick questions. 
designed to uncover the intriguing human mysteries that AI longs to comprehend but can't quite grasp. It's a smack break in our journey, so please keep the answers quick. But the safety belt sign is also off. So if it feels right, we can occasionally roam about the cabin, exploring more of who you are and what makes you tick. So you ready for this? Let's go. All right. What's the first thing you ever remember being proud of? A drawing. There you go. All right. We're going to go to number two. What do you need help with that you wish you did not? Uh, learning to be patient. And what do others often look to you for help with? Uh, designing systems and bringing clarity to chaos. Powerful. And what do you treasure most about your human ability? My capacity to love. Fabulous. Throughout your whole life, what's the most consistent thing about you? Passion, excitement, uh, larger than life, positive attitude that I can accomplish anything. Okay. And throughout your life, what has changed the most? What's changed about you the most? Uh, my demeanor towards myself. Perfect. And that ties into your early comment about the, a sentence that dictated a lot of your actions that once you reverse mm -hmm. that, the world opened up. Mm -hmm. so what do you find strangest about reality? That the mysteries of the universe are so easy to comprehend, but it takes really long time to understand how simple they are. Super interesting. And when most recently do you remember feeling alive, that feeling we all get at this moment in time for, for yeah, when something really comes together. So when most recently do you remember feeling like that? I know it sounds crazy, but I feel like that every morning since one year. Fantastic. And what's your most unique trait? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How about a great laugh? Go with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I love to entertain myself <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Which is fantastic. You got to be good company for yourself. All right. If you weren't human, what would you be? Uh, I don't think my essence is human. I think my body is human. So uh, I think my soul is uh, living in a spaceship. I think captain of a spaceship somewhere um, representing the positive force in galactic wars. Wow, sounds like a new movie series. Love it. Um, we're going to go into a bonus question for you. So imagine a world where AI has its own museum. What do you think the headline exhibition would be? Again, I can never vouch for the glorification of AI. It's like a fork having its own museum. I'm not interested. So the title would be... Uh, Watch the world's greatest AI artists. Uh, watch the world's greatest artists uh, use AI to make art. I would. The title has to be human. If not, I'm not visiting. Well, you've been very consistent and true to that through this this whole uh, interview. So I get it. Um, we're going to head to the next segment now. By the way, well done with all that. 
Uh, can you tell us about some leaders you notice in the world of AI? You've mentioned a few, so we don't we don't necessarily have to go back in time as much. But is there anybody that you haven't mentioned, and anybody that you'd love to see come on uh, the AI Edge of AI podcast? No, I'm I'm actually very disappointed with uh, all the famous names uh, called AI leaders um, that are in the public eye right now about their stance um, and that they're in their lack of stance in uh, nurturing uh, the the higher principles of humanity when coupled uh, with the technical advancements of AI. So the only people that I would like to shout out uh, in the world of AI are amazing creators, because obviously to be able to create amazing things, you need to nurture and highlight your most one of your most uh, precious human principles, which is curiosity and creativity. All right. With that said. Are there any people that have influenced you within AI, but maybe they didn't come from AI? They might have been from outside of. But your biggest influences that helped create the momentum you're, you're, you've created uh, to the people in the industry that, that can take advantage of it in a healthy way. Yeah, they, we may not live in the same time zones, but definitely Stanley Kubrick, of course, look at the name of our company. Um, when I feel... Uh, sick i read stanley kubrick books because i know every single iota of his life and it just feels like a tale that i know very well uh, his uh, attention to detail his a uh, never-ending search for uh, quality and ex uh, an exquisite taste really is a big drive for me uh steve jobs of course because i don't need to finish the sentence. Um, and uh, I would say uh, Wachowski's. It's a very unexpected answer, but definitely Wachowski's uh, woke me up. Matrix, uh, I know I know that it's a very, uh, maybe a lot of people say the same thing, but I cannot tell you how much uh, Wachowski's influenced me in my life and in my decisions. Is there anyone we haven't spoken of that you would like to give a shout out to and maybe mention their Twitter handle, anyone in particular? Oh, yeah, I would say if you're interested in virtual production, please follow Noah Kadner. I call him the king of virtual production. Um, follow definitely Disguise um, because they're putting out really amazing work. Follow JT Rooney. He owns a very interesting virtual production stage. Uh, in Hollywood, and he's always interested in cutting-edge projects. Uh, other than that, if I forget something, I'll write you in. You can comment under the YouTube channel. And we'll, and we'll, post, it. we'll post it for all to see. But that was a pretty comprehensive list. In the next segment, we, we you've kind of touched already, but it's really uh, about a resource list as opposed to individuals. Is there any particular resource that you'd suggest people of interest in these subjects uh, go to to follow? Yeah, yeah, I love uh, I love uh, my weekly dose of AI. Um, a lot of people throw me AI newsletters, uh, and I unsubscribe from all of them because I still haven't found any newsletter that comes close to the quality of the following one that I'm going to tell you. 
Uh, it's put out by Dreaming Tulpa. That's his uh, Twitter handle. Oh yeah, T U L P A, right? T U L P A. Yeah, exactly. And his newsletter is called AI Art Weekly. The reason why I like it is because there's something for everyone in there. I'm mainly interested in generative AI models from a technology uh, perspective, because as you know, in generative AI uh, research labs or universities or uh, private companies like Meta put out cutting edge papers for like, theoretically, you can make something like this, then companies like us or individuals like us take it and make meaningful out of meaningful things out of them. So I'm very interested in this raw resource, and he's very good in uh, uh, in skimming through, uh, like let's say, the nonsense out of meaning. So he always like puts meaningful things in his newsletter. But there's also a clear rolodex of who is the best in uh, generative AI art. He usually does challenges and gives tips and tricks for uh, generative AI artists. It's a very comprehensive uh, resource for anyone who's interested in. Uh, in uh, creative uh, generative AI. Fantastic. Um, we'll just hit this real quick, but uh, you know, for our listeners, any you know cool ways to use AI that we haven't explored today? Just a just a quick hit on it. Mm. Um, covered a lot of ground. You may not have one, but if you do, what like right now or in the future? I think you can have either one of those is fine. Um, yeah, in the future, we will definitely have this Jarvis, uh, that was Jarvis, the tool, the holographic deck tool in Avengers Endgame, where we will be able to create realities, decks, whatever you want, by simply whispering words to air. And like right now we're in text to image and that Jarvis is uh, voice to 3D in real time hmm. but right now interesting things that um, other than the tools that all of us are using that are popularized everywhere let me think about it um, well it's also you know they're, ge- they're being know. generated so fast there's so many projects being built that uh, they get discovered along the way but uh, i mean you've given you've been very generous with, with resources and people so uh our listeners would have plenty of uh, opportunities to to, to pick up some more so it's much appreciated um we're gonna head for the closing but um where can listeners go to learn more about you specifically and the projects that you're working on uh definitely kubrick.com c-u-e-b-r-i-c.com um since i'm the official generative ai teacher of linkedin i have quite a busy linkedin if they want to follow me i'm uh, quite active uh my second course is coming out late january at I cannot reveal the topic, but it's something that everybody is asking for. My first one was, what is generative AI? And the second one is definitely uh, something around work, uh, meaning, and AI. So keep on following me there. And yeah, it will be something a great to look forward to. And it's an honor through the whole world of LinkedIn, which uh, you know is vastly substantial to be recognized like that. Congratulations. It's pretty great. Thank you, dear. Thank you. Well, it's time for another safe landing on the outer edges of the AI universe for today. This is your captain, Ron Levy, and on behalf of our guests and the entire crew, I'd like to thank you for choosing the voyage with us today. We wish you a safe and enjoyable continuation of your journey. 
When you come back aboard, make sure to bring a friend. Our starship is always ready for more adventures. Head over to Spotify or iTunes right now, rate us, and share your thoughts. Your support and feedback mean the world to us. Don't forget to visit edgeofai.xyz where you can learn more about partnering and subscribe to the Outer Edge newsletter for the latest Edge of Company news, events, and show drops. In addition, connect with us on all major social platforms by searching for edgeof underscore AI. Join the exciting conversations that are happening online. And before we sign off, mark your calendars for our next voyage, where we'll continue unraveling AI's mysteries and advancements. Until then, bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed on Edge of AI reflect solely those views and opinions of the show hosts and its guests. Please make sure to do your own research. While we make every effort to ensure that the information about AI technology is accurate and up-to-date, we cannot guarantee its accuracy, completeness, or timeliness. We make no representations or warranties of any kind with respect to the information, products, or services discussed. Please be aware AI may occasionally generate incorrect or misleading information and produce offensive or biased content. Under no circumstances shall we be liable for any loss or damage, including without limitation, indirect or consequential loss or damage, or any loss or damage arising from loss of data or profits arising out of or in connection with the use of technology discussed on our podcast. Additionally, our show is not financial advice. You understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk. Whenever making financial decisions, we recommend doing your own research and talking to your accountant for financial advice. Lastly, time to time, we may feature sponsored content on the show for which we receive value, and we may share links for which we receive a commission if you make a purchase through one of these links. Refer to our website, edgeofai.xyz, for our full disclaimer, terms and conditions, privacy policy, and copyright notice. The views and opinions expressed on Edge of AI reflect solely those views and opinions of the show hosts and its guests. Please make sure to do your own research. While we make every effort to ensure that the information about AI technology is accurate and up-to-date, we cannot guarantee its accuracy, completeness, or timeliness. We make no representations or warranties of any kind with respect to the information, products, or services discussed. Please be aware AI may occasionally generate incorrect or misleading information and produce offensive or biased content. Under no circumstances shall we be liable for any loss or damage, including without limitation, indirect or consequential loss or damage, or any loss or damage arising from loss of data or profits arising out of or in connection with the use of technology discussed on our podcast. Additionally, our show is not financial advice. You understand that you are using any and all information available on or through this podcast at your own risk. Whenever making financial decisions, we recommend doing your own research and talking to your accountant for financial advice. Lastly, time to time, we may feature sponsored content on the show for which we receive value, and we may share links for which we receive a commission if you make a purchase through one of these links. Refer to our website, edgeofai.xyz, for our full disclaimer, terms and conditions, privacy policy, and copyright notice.